Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with Brendan and two uh, special guests from uh, a podcast that I admire called Fragcast Podcast, and they're game developers too. Uh, you can check it out at fragcastle.com. Uh, uh, we have John Brabruski and Jared Barboza. Hey. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm glad to have you guys on the show. Uh, well, I don't know who should go first. <laughs> I was going to say, give me a little background on uh, who you are and what you do. Uh, so I'll go first, I guess. Um, so Jared here, I, uh, am a software developer by day. Um, working at a company, uh, called Huddle, where we do online, basically kind of like YouTube for football, but, um, there's a lot more detail to it than that. But basically coaches record their football games. We do some cutups and analytics for them. But, um, so that's my day job. And at night I do this indie game development thing. So, uh, working with John to try and make video games, um, that we enjoy and hopefully other people enjoy enough to give us money for them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, it's, uh, I've seen what you guys have, uh, have done already and it's really, it's pretty cool. You guys have some, uh, interesting clones going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so this is John. I'll talk about those in a second. Um, uh, I'm a web developer by day. Uh, I basically just work at a uh, web development agency called Wakefly. And then like Jared said, you know, we founded Firecastle games together just to, to try and build some cool games together. Um, so right now we have, uh, basically just a couple clones out there. We have, um, uh, let's see, we, what do we have? We have shroom jump, which is a, uh, doodle <laughs> jump clone. And then we have lovey bird, which is a, it's, it's almost a flappy birds clone. Um, it has a very subtle, uh, twist on it. Um, and then we're, you know, we have a ton of other stuff in the works. So. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what about, uh, Rock Kickass? Uh, that one's probably my favorite of what you guys have worked on. <laughs> Rock Kickass is our baby. It's like the first thing that we, it's the first thing that we did. So how we got started at this is John and I were working together and we were kind of just like, Hey, we should make, a, we should make video games. Like we like programming. Um, we both enjoy games. That was kind of like, you know, the unity of all of that stuff. So we started out making video games, some prototypes here and there, nothing crazy. Um, we got serious at it. Uh, we were at this conference, um, called monkey space and it was in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And we were there, uh, kind of hanging out, but we got really jazzed up by, uh, you know, this guy gave a talk on uh, mono game, how they were taking Microsoft's, you know, XNA library and open sourcing it. And, oh, yeah. uh, we got really excited about it cause we were doing a ton of work in XNA at the, at that point. And, uh, John was like, oh, let me just move one of our games over to it and um, started working on it. And we became kind of really enthralled by the whole, like, you know, indie development, uh, indie development scene there. Um, and we entered into the GitHub game off later that year. So we had, I think, like one, we had 30 days to build a game and it had to be open source and it had to follow a certain theme, um, kind of like any other game jam. But we submitted Rock Kickass. That was the game that we built and, and put out there. Um, and we ended up being one of the five winners for the GitHub game off and we were completely stoked. Oh, awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. That's Thanks. really got to boost your self-esteem as uh, game developers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were on like, uh, I don't know. It was like, it was like a, like a six month high because we were doing that. And we, then we started like, we we're like, maybe there's something to this. And, um, we got this ridiculous idea to go to PAX the next year. So we won in, they announced it in December of, uh, I think 2012. And then 2013, we were like, let's go to PAX and PAX is in March. So we oh, had, wow. 
Yeah, we had four months to, you know, and work out all the logistics for getting a booth. Um, it was only for one day because we were in the what they call the indie mini booth. Um, yeah, in fact, I think I was on your site uh, going through your archives, yeah. and there's a post about the pricing of it all. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's cr- that's crazy. Yeah, but we we were kind of impressed that we only we went for like less than a thousand dollars. Yeah, that um, is really impressive. Like honestly, to me, I would I I would expect at bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, we cut we cut a ton of corners. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, uh, we got a banner, we got like, you know, all sorts of swag. We brought it there. Um, and we pushed out, I, I, I like to say it's an entirely separate game, but it, it isn't really, um, we were working on it on like the Thursday before PAX started. So PAX usually runs Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, and we were working on it the Thursday night before still working on it Friday during the conference and then Saturday night, um, John had to go to a steam mixer, right? Cause he got free tickets. Cause we were, we had a booth, um, which was really cool. Um, so just before he cuts out, I think it was like, I don't know. I think it was like eight o'clock or whatever. We're sitting in the lobby of this hotel and we hit like deploy on this Android version of, you know, rock kick ass. That's an infinite runner. We called it RK runner. <laughs> nice. And the idea was, that was the one of the games that we were going to like promote at our booth the next day. So, oh jeez, yeah, that's wild. <laughs> we were we were working on it and we were building it and testing it and then we we deployed it that night. Um I remember John came back from the mixer and he's like it's live, it's live. Um and like uh you know, behind the scenes I'm calling, you know, Staples or uh Anywhere I can to see if they can overnight print like 250 flyers with our little download <laughs> code on them. <laughs> so we did that. And it was pretty successful. Um, I think it's got over. John, do you know what the downloads are? Uh, I think we're up to like, at some point we're up at 2000 simultaneous downloads. And I think we're well over 10,000. Uh, oh, total wow. downloads now. Yeah. So, so that's super. That's awesome. Yeah. So it did pretty well. Um, and we were handing out the flyers and, um, it was really cool to be at the booth. We were dead the next day, but we were at the booth all day long and we just had people playing our game and just absolutely loving it. And that's what got us like, you know, into this. And that's what really kind of sold us on. I know I'm speaking for a job, but that's what sold me definitely on <laughs> making video games. Like just that yeah. rush of seeing people play them and have fun. I, I can't imagine, yeah, to be able to witness that, that just people enjoying your creation. That's there, There's got to be nothing else uh, like it. it. There really isn't. I mean, I don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I know what you mean, though. Like, it's just, it's uh, a, it's the same thing with mus- musicians or artists. It's like, this is your, your baby, like you said, with Rock Kick-Ass. And it's just so cool to watch people enjoy it for what it's worth. Yeah. To be fair, just thinking, if I had a kid, I'm pretty sure 10,000 people wouldn't want to hang out with it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you haven't met my kids. <laughs> they're, pre- they're pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Rock Kick-Ass is, is a funny uh, specimen, though, because you know whatever we showed at PAX um, was built in JavaScript, actually. So we built it using a JavaScript game engine. Um, which is a hundred dollars and it's, I mean, it's totally worth it and everything, but, um, I was, 
I'm sorry. I was actually going to ask you guys about like what frameworks and stuff like you guys <laughs> particularly use. Uh, are you not trying to go into that? No, oh, no, 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 no. No, no so, we'll gladly tell you. Yeah. I think John, John does a great way of explaining it, but we've, so, we've used a couple. Yeah. We've, we've used almost, almost everything <laughs> at this <Yeah>. point. So, <laughs> well, good. Cause I'm, I'm a super curious person thinking I want to, I want to make an HTML5 like cross platform. Like I'm, and there's so many options. I just want to get it, uh, some advice from somebody who's seen a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely, it's a great time to, to get into game development now. I mean, you know, it, it, there, there's the one issue of like, well, there, there's so many people making games at this point, but at the same time, if you have, you know, some sort of hook or, or niche that you're going to fill, you know, it's a really great time to do it, especially because again, the technology is there to build your games almost in any way you want. So, um, we started off building, uh, before the GitHub game off, we were building, uh, a game basically out of raw JavaScript. Um, so, you know, totally let me know if I, I gloss over any details here, but there's, you know, something called the canvas in JavaScript, which is a relatively newer thing in the last few years, part of the HTML5 spec, where, yeah. um, basically it's just a drawing surface and you can just draw pixels to it. And so we, you know, we basically built like a crappy <laughs> game engine out of that and we were working with that. And then, uh, again, the, the contest came along. And so we bought impact JS, which was a really, it's a really solid, uh, you know, ga uh, game development engine, um, written in JavaScript using, using Canvas, but it's all kind of pre-built and it's really tailored towards platformers, um, okay. or kind of like tile based games and, and things like that. So, um, you know, we can go into more specifics about like what, what would fit that engine, uh, a little bit later. But so after Impact JS, um, we decided to, uh, or actually we were building another game. Uh, called Final Frontier, or, or like a space shooter, a top-down space shooter, in XNA, and then, uh, like Jared said, we ported that to Mono Game, um, just because Mono Game was kind of the successor of XNA. XNA isn't really being uh, supported anymore; it's not being improved upon by Microsoft. Um, so then we tried to build Rock Kickass in Mono Game because we thought, you know, it'd be nice to be working in C Sharp, which is kind of our. It's kind of my what, what I feel like is my most kind of native language. Uh, programming okay. language at this point. Um, it's a, you know, it's a .NET based language, uh, from Microsoft and it's, it's a really nice language to work with. Um, so we tried building a mono game and that, I think that's when we kind of started to lose our high because, um, as Jared said, after PAX, you know, we were like, yeah, this is awesome. And yeah. so we, we started cranking away on a, a, a game engine built in mono game because, yeah. Unlike, unlike Impact JS or Unity, which I'll talk about later, Monogame is, is really a, a framework. Um, it's not really an engine. So you have to build a lot of things on top of it. Um, which is, you know, it's nice if you want kind of that complete control and really kind of, uh, you know, tailored solution, uh, that you're going to yeah. build yourself. But again, you have to build a lot of things yourself. So, you know, Jared was working on, the editor, the level editor, because we had to build that and everything. Yeah. And oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. At so at some point, it was like we were building a game engine and a game, yeah. not a that's game. That's the, that's what I fear. I like, and I want to like kind of circumvent that if at all possible. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, so after that, we, we realized we're like, this is kind of just not productive. Like we want to be making, we want to be focusing on the game, uh, our games. You know, so we're like, okay, well, let's, let's look at other options. And so we, we found Game Maker, which 
Um, some pretty cool games have been made in Game Maker. I think Spelunky is made in Game Maker. Um, oh yeah, and there's yeah. there's a couple other pretty popular ones. So we're like, oh okay, you know, let's try this out. It looked kind of interesting. It looked like it was kind of tailored towards uh, platformers and and uh, two games. Some, yeah, it's definitely got some street cred. Like yeah, Risk that, of Rain. That, that that dates back pretty far. I remember when I even initially started even considering game dev like uh, development. There was a lot of talk about Game Maker in its early stages. So I don't know how far how long that goes back, but it seems like it's stretching my memory a while. <laughs> yeah. So we, I mean, we try we tried to use that for a month or two or three, I think. And yeah. I mean. It, I'm not sure exactly what you felt, Jared, but like it's something about it. It just didn't click with me. Um, I feel like it's a very different approach to programming and game development. Yeah. I was just going to ask, does it use uh, JavaScript and stuff like that? Kind of. Yeah. That's what I thought. It uses like its own version of JavaScript. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I felt like <sighs> it solved a lot of our problems with, like the X and A solution, definitely because it was like, oh, here's just something that we can just kind of, I mean, to paint some inelegant like words, like we just slap stuff together and make a game. Yeah. Um, but we weren't, I mean, there was a lot of things that we ended up fighting with Game Maker 2. Like there's just some things that came naturally to us as programmers and we're like, this doesn't make any sense in the Game Maker like view of the world. Um, or you have to do it a little bit differently. It's kind of like, there's really no inheritance. Um, you can kind of, it's like you can stack objects on top of each other. Uh, but then it becomes kind of fuzzy about how you pass control into those objects. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it, it's not that great. Okay. Yeah I, yeah. I feel like general consensus is that's one you should avoid, but I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong. It depends on what you're, you're going for. Like you said, it, it is kind of tailored towards platformers, but uh, in in the sense of that, I guess impact also is. So you're probably better off with impact. Yeah, it's it, the other thing is that game maker is hard for teams, like large teams. And I, I mean, we, at that point, we actually had a friend um, of ours come onto the team, and so we were three people at that point, and we were just like colliding with each other because oh sure, game maker saves everything in a GMX file, like a single file. Oh wow. Yeah, so it's if it's if it's like you and maybe like if it's you, you're fine. Whatever, make game maker games. Um, if it's you and another person, and you're interested in doing things like source control, like to not screw yourself later, you're gonna end up stepping all over each other because the 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 merge conflicts are gonna be ridiculous. Oh, geez, yeah. I mean, so I mean, the other thing that never really sat right with me with game maker was that you had to pay for the add-ons to deploy to other platforms. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, you know, you, you, you can expect to pay something for a game engine. You know, we paid a hundred dollars upfront for impact, um, sure. which I mean, really didn't even come. I mean, it, it kind of comes with mobile solutions. Uh, again, we can talk about that a little bit more in detail, uh, too, when maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk about like what kind of game you want to build and, and find what might be right for you. But, oh, sure. um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I'm looking at the Game Maker page right now, and it's, I mean, you can get it for, there's a version of it you can get for free, then they have a $50 version, but then I believe for, like, mobile deployment, y- you have to pay. Um, and it was, it wasn't that cheap either. I think it was, like, a, uh, one or two hundred bucks or something like that, or maybe even three hundred bucks. Um, yeah. but, I mean, so, basically, we, we looked around, and we're like, okay, everyone we're talking to is using 
Unity. Um, so, you know, probably if you've done any game development or kind of done any research on game development, you've probably heard of Unity. And sure. it's just a really, really fantastic platform, I gotta say. Um, it definitely has its quirks, you know, pretty much everything does, but, um, it has a great editor that it comes with. Um, there's tons of samples. There's tons of like articles of people, you know, doing certain things in it. Like, you know, how do I rotate like my turret towards the enemy? You know, and there's like just like an article or an answer by someone saying, you know, here's the code to do it. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I feel like it does have a huge community. And it's also the nice thing about that is you're not limited to either 2D or 3D. You have options. Yeah. And, and, you know, you could even do things like blend the two together as well. You know, you can have, you know, your 3D models in a 2D world and, and things like that. Um, so yeah, so Unity comes with a lot of great things. I mean, first of all, it's free. Um, uh, they have a pro version, but, you know, we've deployed two games, uh, the Shroom Jump, the, the Doodle Jump clone and the Flappy Birds clone. Both of those deployed all the way to mobile, you know, on iOS, uh, again, for free. And we can do Android as well, but we're just really lazy and haven't done it yet. <laughs> and, uh, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, you, you pay for really, it, I mean, it's not cheap if you do buy it. It's, I think it's like 1500 bucks if you want the pro version or like 60 or 70 or $80 a month. But okay. it, it come those are for features like, you know, you're built, you're, you're a studio, you know, like things like dynamic lighting yeah. and, and real time shadows and, and a lot of other things like that, that you probably don't need in an indie game. Um, gotcha. So yeah, it's, you know, they have an asset store where you can just kind of like grab components and things like that as well. Um, and it's, it's also lets you do use uh, C sharp or JavaScript or technically you can use boo. I've never heard of anyone using the language boo to make games in, but it's just, <laughs> just to point out it's there. Um, nice. So yeah, so it, it felt very natural, uh, to us with, you know, using C sharp and, uh, again, it has a really nice editor built into it. That's, I'm not going to say it's like draggy droppy kind of editor, but it does have, you know, you can fly around the world and place things and position things and, and see things before your game is really running. And then there's a big play button at the top. You just hit play and you just, everything starts moving, you know? So, yeah, I actually, I have some background with unity and uh blender and stuff like that. Like okay. I, I love, yeah, both of them are like the best free tools available. Listeners go download them. But <laughs> if, yeah, if you're trying to do uh if you're trying to do game development or 3d modeling and stuff, but, uh, yeah, literally, I, I've, from what I've done in Unity, what you just described, though, is pretty much a perfect explanation of how you, how easy it is to just set up your level, press play, and then get the, the real world, uh, idea of what your game's gonna be like. And yeah, it's, I think I was using C Sharp when I was tooling around with it, too. So it's nice that you have the option between C Sharp and JavaScript, depending on your preference. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really great. I mean, Jared, is there anything else you wanna add about it, or? I mean, one of my favorite things about Unity is the extensibility. So it's like, not just you can, not only you're making things for your game, but like we do a fair amount of development for, you know, the Unity editor itself. So you can extend it and you can build all sorts of custom editors for your player object or your camera. Um, or, you know, I don't know, whatever else you have in your game that you want to like make it easier to place objects or change how they interact. So you can, you can extend the editor to help you out. And I think that's like one of the greatest things ever. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I thought you were talking about like the, the component model because that's something that's kind of uh, yeah, cool that's too. Yeah, so John just mentioned the component model, which is really interesting. So it's the Unity doesn't. It's not that it doesn't allow you. It definitely allows you to do you know inheritance of objects. Um, mm-hmm. 
but it really pushes you towards this thought of componentization of functionality. So you might have, instead of having a base, whatever, a base actor or a base character that has health on it. And whenever the health goes to zero, he just removes himself from the world. You instead have what you call a health component. And on every one of your game objects, you just put this health component. And what it does is when your health goes to zero, it destroys itself. Uh, itself being the object that it's on. Yeah. Um, so you don't really have to worry about inheritance. You really just kind of drag these, these behaviors onto things. And it's really uh, cool. Yeah, definitely. Well, now that we got a little background on like some of the games you guys worked on and like the, the, the frameworks and stuff that you have that you're familiar with. Um, what are some of your, like your favorite games and stuff? And like, what, what are, uh, I don't know. What are some of the systems you started with? Jared. Oh man. Um, <laughs> so my favorite game. So I'm going to have to pick like one from the past, one from like the, I don't know, further, like, I don't know, childhood. And then maybe like teenage years, like young adult. And then like now, so I'll okay. go like way, way far back. Um, awesome. I love this. So way far back, I would have to say, uh, I would have to say, even though it was pretty early, like later on, the, like the, the console wars, I would have to say it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Oh, yes. Oh, shit. Absolutely. Uh, because, and just because of like a, like the gameplay was so solid. And, um, when you threw like the foot ninja soldiers at the screen, that was a moment where like as a kid, you're like, holy crap. <laughs> he's like you can't even process it in your head right you're like the thing came at the screen yeah <laughs> um yeah so it was really awesome and it's like i never had a super nes so it's like whenever i went to a friend's house that had it i was like we gotta play this game um <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and so then after that like oh man in like the mid 90s um i'd have to say fallout one and two. Oh really i sunk thousands of hours into those games Wow, man. Nice. They were so good. They were mind-blowingly good. Like, that just started me... That was my gateway drug into, you know, RPGs and turn-based combat. That was, like, oh, so mind-opening. And the it taught me, like, uh, you can have ridiculousness and a serious story at the same time. Because they're, those games have a dark sense of humor. Um, really Monty Python-esque. Uh, kind of, like, dark twist of fate and stuff like that. But... Um, had just made me realize like games can be things you care about more so than just, Oh, this is fun, right? This matters. Um, and then recently right now I'd probably have to pick super time force ultra. Oh, I'm not familiar with this. What's that? <laughs> oh yeah, that's one I haven't heard of. Oh, this game is so good. Um, so it's like, it's an action platformer where, you know, you control a suite of characters. I think that you can have a dozen different characters unlocked in this game, but um, it's kind of got like the Contra shoot at any angle kind of gameplay. Sweet. Uh, you run around levels, blowing stuff up. Um, the real magic happens though when your character dies or when you make a mistake because you get this braid-like time control. Um, and it's not really limited. You can go back to the beginning of the level. Uh, oh, wow. And start over because the interesting part is when you do that, you get to pick another character or you can re-up as the same person. Um, and then you basically play cooperatively with yourself from that other playthrough and it's oh wow and interesting it infinitely like um the whole point is when you get to these boss battles the bosses are so huge and, and they're bullet sponges you have to have like 30 guys just wailing on this boss 
That's super cool. That sounds really fun. It sounds yeah, like the loneliest guy's game. It's like, I don't need friends. I can go by myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Like, ah, and the art style of this game is, it's, it's everything that's right with video games right now. Oh, nice. I'll definitely look into it. What was it one more time? I'm sorry. Super Time Force Ultra. And you can remember it because the letters abbreviated are STFU. Oh, <laughs> awesome. How about you, John? Uh, so I'm probably not going to go back that far because I, I was just like a, a video game addict and I would play just anything. Um, I mean, I used to play, I started off really on the NES. So like Dragon Quest, Dragon Warrior, uh, Final Fantasy, Facts and do Mega Man, just like, you know, all the, a lot of the NES classics. Um, and then I'd say later on, Counter Strike was my game of choice. Um, I really like FPSs a lot. And so I actually like Counter Strike was my game so much that like I was, I was in, uh, Cal, the, the gaming league and I even flew to Toronto for a tournament. That's like my, <laughs> my, the pinnacle of my, <laughs> My gaming, that's awesome. My gaming that's when you skill. know you're into something. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. And then, like, what was awesome is, like, I got called for cheating while we were at the tournament, which was awesome. What? So they, like, they, uh, they paused the server. Yeah, they paused the server because I headshotted some dude, like, through a smoke grenade. You know, like, you couldn't see anything. And I just, like, headshot <laughs> him. So they, they, like, froze the game and, like, checked my computer and everything. And it was ridiculous. But anyway. That's uh, insane. Yeah. <laughs> holy shit. So, uh, so now, um, I mean, like, like we kind of alluded to, I have two kids and, uh, you know, I'm married and so, and I have a, I have a full-time job. I'm an adult, which sucks. And, uh, <laughs> so I don't have a lot of time. So I, I mean, I generally play a lot of mobile games. Um, I play like some, some on my phone, which is like this Disney kind of just, I don't know. It's kind of like a bejeweled type game, like just like a little arcade game where each game is like a minute long. Um, there's another cool game called sky force, which is a top down, uh, like, uh, space shooter type game. Um, and then my desktop game of choice right now is Titanfall, which just every time I play that game, it just blows me away in terms of like what you can do and just kind of like the, just the technology that's been putting into it. I mean, you know, you can, you can jump on someone else's giant mech robot thing. You know, <laughs> your, your guy rips off its a panel on its hull and then you're like shooting into the side of it. And then, oh, wow. and then, the, and then the person who's like inside is like, Oh crap. Like there's someone on my robot. Like I better jump out and then try and shoot him. And so you're, you know, the robot like bends over to let you out. And, and when someone's on the robot and no one's in it, it can't, you know, it can't do anything to get it, you know, get the person off. So it just, it just is like kind of bent over, like waiting for you to like remove this enemy, this foreign object from itself. <laughs> so. So yeah, that's, I mean, if you haven't played that game, I mean, um, it's just, it's just amazing in every aspect. And, uh, so I, I play that, you know, once or twice a week nowadays, but, uh, that's, that's something I really love. Are the awesome. Titanfall servers still busy? I heard they kind of emptied out after destiny came out. <sighs> yeah. So it, it's really weird. Like, um, I mean, I bought the game, I, I played the game at PAX East, uh, last year in like, uh, March or, or April or something like that last year. And I, I was just at PAX like playing Titanfall the whole time. Uh, but I'm like super stingy. So I never bought it until I think towards the end of last year, uh, when it was on sale for like 10 bucks or something. And yeah, like it, it's weird. You go in and it's, it's, I mean, I've never had trouble getting, getting into a game, but it shows you the number of players playing each, uh, game type. And sometimes there's literally no one playing a certain game type. So I, I mean, I guess if you wanted to play, I don't know, capture the flag or whatever it was, you'd have trouble 
probably mm-hmm. getting a game there. Uh, but I've never had trouble getting like deathmatch or the campaign or um, there's like a control point kind of uh, game type as well. So, uh, so it's a little depressing to see those numbers because again, it's just such an amazing looking game, and it just it, the game makes you feel like a badass too because you're you're running around and there's tons of these NPCs in the multiplayer matches. So it's it's multiplayer only. Uh, but they have NPCs running around, like, uh, grunts and these robots. Um, and they'll say, like, oh, like, look out, there's a pilot coming through. And, like, and then, like I don't know, it just makes you feel really good about yourself. It's <laughs> 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 really funny. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, what's up with Capture the Flag? Is it just not fun? Um, I don't remember if it was actually Capture the Flag. I know they have, um, I'm trying to think the different game types. Like, I don't, I don't even, I don't know. I, I, I think they're just, you know, not, they're not deathmatch, you know. They're not deathmatch, sure. and they're not the yeah campaign. the classic. So it's like I don't know. People are just less interested in it, but but yeah, it's gotcha. it's a little disappointing that there's not a huge um, huge number of people playing, you know. And like I saw something today uh, about like someone did something like they analyzed social media, and like the most talked about thing, the most talked about game in 2014, uh, social media wise, was Titanfall. Uh, like it beat out Minecraft and all these things. And, oh, wow, and I was yeah. like, wow, like that's amazing. But at the same time, it's like, well, no one's like, it, it's, it feels like no one's playing, it, at least again, looking from the server list on the PC. Now that doesn't count, you know, everyone on the Xboxes, right? So I don't, I don't know what that, what their server numbers are like there. Yeah. It's kind of interesting with the online gaming phenomenon and the whole servers because it, it is the internet and it's, you're literally playing with people all over the world and you would think that every game servers would be full at a, you know, the possibility of 7 billion people playing a game. <laughs> yeah. But like, there's weird how it just, it seems to go in hordes. Like there's just the pack mentality of the hot SP- FPS server game of like that year. And then they'll move on to the next one. Like when, uh, Titanfall came out, it was that. And then when Destiny came out, everyone moved to that. So you go back and you see a clear, drastic, like, uh, decrease in the numbers of players. I just feel like any kind of game with online functionality, it like depending on s- servers and stuff, it's it's just gonna it's only gonna last so long. Like even like we were talking about Demon Souls last episode. Like try, I imagine trying to go onto those servers, there's like probably nobody there. <laughs> I mean, the good thing about that game is though, it's a, literally a ghost town. So you see ghosts <laughs> running around anyway. Nice. Well, they did. Uh, didn't they take the? Uh, not Demon Souls, but Dark Souls. Um, and didn't they fix the network side of that thing? Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, so, I mean, it used to run on uh, Games for Windows Live, which... Oh, yeah. Is that shut down? That was either shutting down or it's going to shut down. That monstrosity. So, I, I think uh, From Software said they were going to fix the, uh, you know, the, the network play in that, so you could actually continue to play on something other than... Uh, Games Windows Live because I mean, that won't be around anymore. So yeah, the only experience I've had with Games for Windows Live was uh, Bullet Storm, which to date is one of the worst games I've ever played in my life. Yeah, <laughs> and I associate that <laughs> terrible game with Wind- uh, Games for Windows Live. So just hearing that angers my blood a little. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to remember the game that I got into, like that I had to use Games for Windows Live with. I think it was shit. I can't remember. I think it w- it might have been GTA Four on the computer. Oh, really? Um, it was like, you have to have games for Windows Live to even like play the, even just the, the single player, like the, the story mode. 
Yeah, oh. that's how Bulletstorm was, and it was oh. the biggest regret of my life. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how, well, with, uh, for FIFA or something, you had to have, uh, Origin and, or no, Battlefield, Battlefield 3, yep. you had that Origin. Yeah. That was a nightmare. Oh my God. Well, you know, I don't, I never really was a fan of Origin because I was like, it's not Steam. Like, why, why yeah, is this game not on Steam, right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, then again, I don't know, somehow my, someone got into my Origin account and I called up and like, I think that they answered the phone like almost immediately. And the guy had my account straightened out within five minutes. So I got to give, oh, wow. yeah, I got to give EA props for that. Um, so, but, and, and to be honest, I've never had any problems with Origin. So, yeah. The one that I don't like is Uplay. I was just going to say, you start up Assassin's Creed. It's like, log into Lo- Uplay. It's like, well, I guess I'm not playing anymore. Yeah. Steam <laughs> actually says that I've played Assassin's Creed 3 for like 200 hours because I've left Uplay open. Oh. <laughs> and that's the process that Steam is using to judge how long I've been playing Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> I was someone who got really into Assassin's Creed when the multiplayer came out. I was oh. playing back on uh, the PS3 for yep. Brotherhood. And I probably did log 200 hours just playing the multiplayer. But when the third one came out and it got even more Uplay intensive, it really just turned me off. Yeah, it's, I just hate third party things. Like just play my game. (laughs) I don't care about your service. I really don't. Yeah, I think I bought, uh, Dishonored for the PC. I think I bought it on a disc. And when I put it in, it just acclimated into Steam and it got me like linked within all the achievements and stuff. Oh wow. I didn't have to do it myself. That's awesome. Actually, uh, back to Dark Souls. I, I was listening to, you know, one of your past episodes and you guys were talking about Dark Souls and Demon Souls and stuff. And, um, I wanted to let you guys know that we have this friend, uh, Keith, who he does, he's, he loves Dark Souls. Like that is his game. And, awesome. um, I mean, I played, I played a lot of Dark Souls mostly with Keith's help. I put in like, I think about a hundred hours into Dark Souls one and I played a lot of Dark Souls two as well. But, but Keith is, so into Dark Souls that he's done what they call a one bro campaign. Have you guys heard of this? No. What's what's this? No, I can only imagine though. <laughs> so you're, I believe you're saying like, you know, it's insane. Like these bosses are insane. Like some of them, you're like, I can't imagine fighting this boss without at least two other people I've summoned in. You know, like the maximum. Yes. Like I need two people going in with me, and um, you know, and that's my level of skill as well. Like I forget Artur- <laughs> Arturius or something like that. That dude and then the very end boss of the DLC were just like, I could not beat them on my own. And, uh, so Keith, what he did was he did a one bro campaign. He stayed at level one the entire game. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I've heard of this, but I what? just, I just don't even understand how it's possible. It's, it's, it's extremely hard. Um, cause I think basically you'll get one shot at by almost anything, you know, definitely later in the game. And, um, yeah. the, so the only <laughs> thing you can really do is rank up pirate, uh, pyromancy because you, you can't, you can't do anything else cause you're not leveling up. So you can't actually put skill, skill points into anything. Right. Sure. So, um, yeah, so he, he just levels up pyromancy and then I think there's a certain set of crappy, you know, armor or, or I don't, I don't know. He <laughs> might not even wear armor, I think at certain times. Oh but. my God. I mean, at that point, why would you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause he doesn't have any strength. So he can't, or endurance. So he can't wear, he, you know, he has no carrying capacity. Oh, true. <laughs> he wants yeah. his corpse to look fashionable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. No, that's really, uh, I don't even know what to say to that. It's really <laughs> well done. If you can, if you can pull that off, you are the ultimate Dark Souls player. Cause that is crazy. 
Yeah, I love the I love the idea that people are playing Dark uh, Dark Souls, and I know p- people who play Pokemon and make it harder for themselves. So if a Pokemon faints, they get rid of it entirely. But like the idea of playing Dark Souls and be like, it's not hard enough. Let me make it a little tougher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a little unnecessary. Oh man, but um. Hey, Bren, before we go on, do you have any questions for these guys? Before I'm thinking we might do our conversation game. Uh, no, I mean, I was just going to say, you guys playing anything current, like anything at the moment or this week? I think Jared's John, playing Super Time Force Soldier, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but I just, I've been also doing uh, Don't Starve Together. Oh, oh yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that is, when you get, I think we just did a game yesterday and today we had like four people. And that's like the sweet spot. Like, I think you can get up to six, which has got to be insane. But, uh, just having four people and don't starve is great. It's just a lot of fun. Cause like eventually like the whole thing breaks down and like, if you guys, you guys have played, it's not like you played don't starve, right? I heard of it. I heard it's basically Minecraft. If Tim Burton, uh, created it. That's a great <laughs> description. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a survival game. So basically you're thrown into the woods. Um, but it, yeah, it's, I would exact, that's a great way of saying it. it's like Tim Burton's woods. Um, and you have to survive. So you have to like make fire, um, stay out of the dark at night. Otherwise you'll go insane and things will hang out with you. Johnny Depp and hell in the body yeah. Carter. <laughs> he does your hair, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's, it's the whole thing is just like everything in this game is trying to kill you as fast as possible. And you're just trying to survive as long as you can. And, um, when you get four or five people in there, it, it, it like makes it even more difficult than just you, because now you've got to feed them. You've got to come up with jobs for them. They've got to like all work together or you're all going to die. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. And that game is not like forgiving at all. Like it's, <laughs> it's really hard it to get health back. And if you die, it's just super hard to get resurrected. Like super yeah. hard. It's not a game. Like if anything, uh, anything other than hunger is insanely hard to build back up. So you get three stats tracked per, while, while you're playing. It's hunger, sanity, and health. Um, okay. If you eat things, you'll gain hunger back. Sometimes you'll lose sanity, and sometimes you'll lose health for eating them. Yeah, like if you eat, like, crappy food, you know, or spoiled yeah. food. <laughs> <laughs> it's great because, and you don't know, like, going into it blind, like, you don't know what's going to have what effect on you. I would love to uh, see how much uh, people's sanity levels go down when they get McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, I eat a Big Mac and now I have schizophrenia. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that sounds like a super interesting game. I'm going to have to check that out. I, I haven't had the chance to play it, but I, from what Bren described, it's like, oh yeah, I do remember seeing that at the very least. I remember Steam pushed it really hard for a while. Like Every time you went to the front page, it was somewhere. Yeah, it's... um. I don't know. That's one of my, it's that, it's by that, uh, game publisher. I'm going to say their name wrong. Probably Clay, K-L-E-I. Okay. Um, so they did, uh, Don't Starve. They also did Invisible Ink and Mark of the Ninja. Oh, I loved Mark of the Ninja. Yeah. That game was awesome. Fun story about Mark of the Ninja is I was playing it and I think it was on one of the last levels. And right as I hit like one of the alarms, I heard the fire alarm in my apartment building going off and I, I was wearing headphones. So I thought it was just in the game. So I was in my apartment building playing the game for like a good 10 to 15 minutes while the fire alarm's going off. 
Oh, no. Well, that's a better story than saying while the building was burning down. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it's more to say about the fire alarm is that when I hear it in the building, I'm like, hmm, that sounds far off and distant, and I don't, I got nothing to worry about. And then I walk out in my hallway, and it's just blaring sirens. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That would be how I die, just playing a game oblivious (laughs) to the death and inferno around me. (laughs) There's just the charred remains and the controller still in your hand. <laughs> totally <laughs> that would be worth. a good game. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like to think he'd die in the fetal position protecting the controller. You know? <laughs> He's like the my system. child. <laughs> I leave a note and it says, like, raise it as your own. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm thinking we're probably going to play this conversation game that we do on our show called I Was the Walrus. Um, it's kind of, if you guys are up for it, that is... I'm yeah. up for anything, sure. is it's like pretty much a rock paper scissors shoot um s kind of game but instead of uh either rock paper scissors being your options you pretty much come up with any noun and it's going to be like we're, there's going to be a judge either me or bren we'll figure that out but um you guys will both say your noun at the same time and then we're going to compare and see and then we'll do it in rounds of three and i don't know we might do a couple rounds but we'll see all right all right it's kind of like a who would win given the, I guess, category we're deciding. Yeah, so, all right. So, Bren, how about you and I, uh, we'll cut out any dead, dead air, but let's brainstorm, like, a category for this one. Okay. Uh, I think the last episode we did, uh, what would be the best weapon uh, and during a home invasion? Another category is, like, what would be useful in a post-apocalyptic world? Yeah, so think of something random, <laughs> Bren, <laughs> or I'll try to help. Um I was thinking, uh, what would you, uh, an item to use to, uh, break out from, like, being under a frozen lake? Whoa. Oh, God. Just hitting that claustrophobia nerve right there, aren't you? Like? <laughs> well, <that's>, I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's the thing. I, I think we, and that's the thing. You guys don't have to be 100% serious. You can say goofy ass stuff like a rocket ship, but, or, or you could be like serious and be like a hammer, but I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah. I think in the post apocalyptic scenario, uh, one person said a machine to stop time and the other person said, uh, I think an ABBA CD. <laughs> oh yeah. Or crystal Pepsi. And or, yeah. Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> but, uh, that just gives you an idea. We're not necessarily going for a hundred percent serious, but it's it's more or less the random factor. If it just any noun that comes to mind. I feel like you have the right to explain why you think it's the best one. So if you want to give it a backstory or something, you can. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So I'm just gonna say think of three nouns individually uh that would be useful when you're trapped under water in a frozen lake. And let me know when you guys think you got you you, you have your nouns and then we'll we'll get the game on the road. All right. Should we do Dude, three people around, or should we do the tournament thing again? I kind of like the tournament idea since we have four. So, I mean, how about 
we'll have them face off, and then winner faces y- uh, you because you're the champ. Okay. Fair warning. I tend to pick the most ridiculous and unnecessarily complex <laughs> objects. <laughs> yeah. So whoever wins is going to face Bren, and yeah, that'll be a different category. So uh, and yeah, it should be fun. All right. I think I'm ready. Ready, Jared? I think so. All right. Awesome. All right, guys, we're going to, uh, this is how we play I Was the Walrus. All right, we're going to start with round one. Uh, we got John versus Jared. Uh, one, two, three, shoot. Old Samus Spice. suit. <laughs> Old <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> now that's what I'm talking about. Power. Exactly, man. So the best thing to break out of a frozen lake with, Old Spice or Samus suit. <laughs> An Old Spice. Uh, wearing Old Spice in a Samus suit. Oh, man. A Samus uh, suit that shoots only Old Spice. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're just making commercials for Old Spice now. <laughs> All right. Well, with the Old Spice, do you get, like, uh, what's that guy's name? That, like, super Jack dude that's Terry the Cruz. commercials. Terry yeah, Cruz, does, yeah. Do you get the power of him? Like, you, like, do, do, since you have the stick, like, he'll just be there spiritually with you and is capable of breaking out of the ice? Or what do we got going with that? I mean, I mean, I was under the impression that that's exactly what happened when you apply Old Spice. So. <laughs> oh, it, it pretty <laughs> much know. is. So that's why I don't use it. He's pretty scary. <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, well, that's a good explanation. And how about the Samus suit? I mean, it, it makes sense to me. I'm pretty sure if you're in a Samus suit, you can do yeah. anything. I mean, you just turn into <laughs> a ball and just like fly out of there or shoot your way out. Or, Well, I think I'll be the stickler here. You can do that stuff if you get those upgrades. If you get to oh. choose that upgrade, <laughs> you, know, you might just be in a suit of armor shooting a single energy ball. Been, yeah, been in too many of those situations. Uh, yeah, you, you, don't uh, start, you don't start with the screw attack. There, Jared. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Let's start with the bombs. Oh man, that's a it's that's a, a kind of it's ice. It's ice. <laughs> but what if you have the, what if you have the ice upgrade? Then you would just make it worse. Uh, there you go. You just keep pushing yourself down into the <laughs> just freezing yourself further. You think at a certain point I'd stop doing this, but I just got to keep going. <laughs> Oh man, and then they find you a million years later. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but no, uh I think I'm gonna go with old spice on that. That was pretty that one that was tough. I mean, and honestly, just uh, yeah, that was tough. <laughs> Round one goes to uh John. Alright. <laughs> Alright, guys. Alright, we're gonna go with round two now. Um are you ready? Yep. Alright. Round two. One, two, three, shoot. Falcon Lego. punch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think well, Falcon Punch is pretty straightforward. It's yeah, I mean, in, honest, in all honesty, this one's almost a no-brainer. Yeah, that one's pretty that, good. <laughs> that one's really good. I'd like to hear John's explanation for Lego. Me too. Zero. That's the that's the only thing that's like you, you have your chance. I mean, I mean, you could build a Falcon Punch out of Legos. <laughs> you, <know. laughs> you could build anything out of Legos. You, you could you could build anything you want. I mean, you could build a car. You know, you could build a. Two, fal- two Falcon suit. Punches. So, I mean, two Falcon Punches sounds better than one. Just saying. The, the power of the uh, Falcon Punch can't be harnessed by plastic. I hear, no, that that's a valid point. I'm more, uh, cu- yeah. I'm more curious of where the hell does a Falcon Punch come from? 
Because Captain Falcon is a race car driver, like a space race car driver. <laughs> like, who gave him these powers? Like, I don't know. Well, race car drivers like to fight. Who's, a, who's in a Who's in a frozen lake with a tub of Legos too? So <laughs> right. you don't know what I do on the weekend. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen, man. You got to be prepared. Yeah, true. All right, I'm definitely going with Falcon Punch. Yeah. I'm sorry, that one. That just that one was that was too good. Ah, oh, and this is great. Now we are, we have the opportunity for round three. No shutout this time. All right, guys, this one's for the win, and whoever wins this is facing Bren. Uh, round three. One, two, three, shoot. Sunblade from Final Reddit. Fantasy. Oh. <laughs> hmm. uh, all right. Hmm. I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> I might be helping out John a little too much here, but with Reddit, you can start a flame war against the <laughs> users. So theoretically, how are you getting on Reddit? Yeah, Reddit, Reddit just knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> the internet just shows up. A bunch of yeah. guys in Guy Fox masks just stream <laughs> to the lake and start pounding. They'll be like, be like John. John didn't log into Reddit. You know, in the last thirty seconds, <laughs> we we have to find him. <laughs> Turn on his his chip, <laughs> his fedora tracking device. <laughs> oh man, this is this is really tough. Uh, I need to hear your 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 backup though, Jared. <laughs> For a fire sword in a frozen lake, <laughs> yes. not straightforward enough. No, I need to hear it. <laughs> It's a fire, like exactly. It's gonna like <laughs> cut through anything. It's just, it's gonna like ignite the atmosphere and like just the whole planet becomes a fireball and you're instantly out. That sounds, <laughs> Wait, that sounds, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> so you're taking oh, everyone down no with more, you. It's no less dangerous than Reddit showing up. <laughs> I th- yeah, this is tough because ah, uh, I ah I here think we go. Going- Would you post your credit card on Reddit? <laughs> <laughs> Can you post your credit card on a fire sword? Yeah, totally. You can trust it. <laughs> no, it'll it's burn. It's got a it'll, great it'll firewall. It. Uh, but it, yeah, it's not going to go to Atlantic City, John, and run it up. With Whoa. with the fire sword, at least the the problem of the lake is completely eradicated. Right? <laughs> the world, and if, if I'm not mistaken, is eradicated. But yeah. um, <laughs> and with Reddit, I'm going with the sword. I'm All sorry, right. guys. <laughs> we got our, our winner for round one is Jared. All right. Let's uh let's move on to this next one. We got the tournament going, so uh, I'm gonna have to change categories. So how about John? Do you want to help me brainstorm a category for these two? Yeah, I sure. don't want to be involved. I don't want to play yeah. my hand. I, I would. I'm thinking like like zombie apocalypse, like like zombie apocalypse uh, survival survival tip or something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, that's. Yeah, I mean, you could that's keep the weapon theme too if you wanted to. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I, I'm thinking we've done a couple weapon related ones, so <laughs> we might want to steer away from that. Um, but how about in, hmm, in the sense of like a zombie apocalypse, uh, what would you want to have as the zombies like eating your guts out? <laughs> Or how, how about like uh, where you where would you go in the zombie apocalypse to survive? Uh, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, the Winchester, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Just have a pint and wait for it all blow. Over. 
<laughs> you guys rock. You, uh, if anybody doesn't know that reference, stop listening. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, all right. But uh, yeah, no, I like that a lot. So where would you go in the zombie apocalypse? We'll give you guys some time to think about it, and then just uh, chime in when you think you're ready. Who's going this time? Uh, this is Jared and versus Bren. All right. I think I got it. God damn it, Bren. If you say Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to be living in a flame sword. <laughs> I think I'm ready. Awesome. All right, guys. We got another uh, round of I Was a Walrus up ahead. Uh, we got uh, Jared versus Bren. Round one. One, two, three, go. An English pub. The Green Lantern Planet Oa. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, I need some John help weigh in on this cuz <laughs> I mean, I don't even know I don't even really know the whole Green Lantern story. I, I I'm sorry to say, but being on another planet sounds like a pretty good choice during a, now, a zombie apocalypse. This isn't the Green Lantern like homeworld, like their base of operations. Okay. This is a planet that is a Green Lantern member. He is a sentient planet that is a Green Lantern and just wipes out everything, including the Black Lanterns in the Blackest Night series, which are effectively <laughs> zombies. Whoa. Well, you just that sounds good. You just yeah, <laughs> you just showed good. how much how little I know about this series. Wow, make um, your case, Jared. <laughs> it's gonna be tough, but every zombie apocalypse movie where they went to an English pub, they all survived. Who do you I mean? mean they what? all. Well, <laughs> not everybody, I don't mean not everybody, clearly, but I would be the main character, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Unless there's plenty of beer. Yeah, that's mm. that's the main attraction and for me. Probably chicken wings. <laughs> I don't think there's chicken wings on Ola. I don't know. They, uh, spoil, spoilers for Walking Dead, but they went to a bar and that didn't go too well. It wasn't an English pub. It's just a bar. It wasn't <laughs> to be fair, it was, a, it was a bar in uh, around Atlanta, Georgia, and we've already we got a history with Atlanta. I mean, if you go to an, into a bar in Atlanta, Georgia, I mean, you're you're already just taking your life into your own hands. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> zombies be damned. You're just you're you're danger. Well, we know not to go to Atlanta, but I think we I think I'm gonna go with uh, the English pub. I I. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Uh, Brand, you got your work cut out for you, man. And <laughs> an English pub over not only a different planet, but a different <laughs> sentient planet with a gigantic power source. But, but it's supposedly gonna destroy everything, including the Black Lanterns, which means nothing to me. But <laughs> <laughs> those poor Black Lanterns. <laughs> all right, round one. That was good. Uh, all right, we got round two. One, two, three. Shoot, Tardis. Atlantis. Oh, Tardis, you wow. son of a... <laughs> yeah. Like a time travel into this. Yeah, this is... Now, this is quite... Dude, these are... This is the kind... This is why we play this game. This is awesome. <laughs> Tardis versus Atlantis. Yeah. Oh. I mean, so... Let me do... Let me do a footnote. Disney's Atlantis. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. The, uh, yeah, I recall that. So it's not completely underwater. No, there's like this weird like bubble like that has air in it that they never really explain. <laughs> and they have flying fish machines. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, I mean, so help me out. Help me out. Yeah, I need somebody to give me their their uh their 
plea or something. So, so I've seen a couple episodes of Doctor Who, and so the the TARDIS can time travel, right? But like, is there any? Do you have full control over like where you can go and how that works? No, no, it no. just dumps no. you. <laughs> it, but it's well, it's like quantum at leap. times the TARDIS. Ha- yeah, at times the TARDIS has uh, like its own awareness and it does whatever it wants. That kind of sounds unpleasant. But is it more unpleasant than being stuck completely underwater in a giant air bubble with fish machines or being eaten by zombies? And Michael J. Fox, (laughs) who's the voice of Milo in Atlantis. Okay, I've I've come to a conclusion. (laughs) (laughs) All right, no, no, that's that's not the deciding factor or anything, but it's... I'm thinking the TARDIS could drop you off at any given point, and it could be further in the future, meaning that you, if there was any hope of any uh, anything other than zombies roaming the Earth, it's completely gone. Whereas if you're underwater, there could be some humans thriving, and I don't think there's going to be any zombies like that can swim. I'm going with Atlantis. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> also, also, the TARDIS can't take you anywhere. It can only take you to certain places that are conceivable and necessary for the plot of the episode because for some reason they could go back in 1947 new york and then after they go there once they can never go back there again and that's where uh, <laughs> rory and amy are or, or yeah sorry i got issues with this <laughs> <laughs> no sweat no sweat all right well we made it to round three on the second uh game so all right guys this is it this one's for all the all the glory uh round three one two three shoot i'm all Batcave. Oh, oh wow. Okay, I like where you what you're thinking, Jared. <laughs> Batcave, but Batcave too. Jared, I I think you, you should either... lose just because you're such a huge Batman. I know fan and you didn't say Batcave. <laughs> I'm so conflicted right now. <laughs> but you'll I have love to take that... the bullet for Bruce Wayne, oh. just like his parents. Oh. <laughs> And malls sound like a terrible idea. <laughs> it's it's just that's a dead rising. Uh, as an as- yeah, it's good enough for two video games. As an aside, there was a joke on Twitter. Someone said like, "What has holes in it?" and is it is found in an alley? And his Bruce Wayne comes in and goes, "My parents." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was the Riddler. He goes, "No, no, no, a manhole cover." Oh my god, I'm a- sorry. <laughs> I thought it was a bowling ball. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a good one. Yeah, uh, I don't. So I can't even like. Yeah, it's 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 got to be it's got to be Batcave. Yeah, I don't even feel bad losing that one. Uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you, you won one already, so I mean, you're technically a winner, and hopefully, we'll have you guys both back on the show and play some more. You're perfect for the show. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having us. Steve. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything so you anything guys want to like plug or like, yeah, uh, you have any future projects you want to talk about quick before we sign off? Uh, well, so we're still ro- working on Rock Kick-Ass. That's a huge work in progress. That's uh, probably a year or two away still at this point. Um, we've been tearing that thing down, tearing it apart and rebuilding it back up again, you know, all the time. But uh, we do, um, you know, you mentioned... Uh, you guys want to build some games and we do have two open source projects. Um, the shroom jump game and lovey bird are both open source, right? Jared? I think yep. those are both open source. 
Yeah, so if, awesome. if you just go to github.com slash fragcastle, they're open source, they're free, you know, you can download it, do whatever the hell you want with it. Um, cool. Totally uh, jam on those, just get get a feel for what you guys have done. Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they're really conceptually simple projects, so if you just download it and open it in Unity, you can probably figure out a lot of the stuff that's going on. Cool. Yeah, I think, honestly, a lot of what we intend on doing is going to be open source, too, and hopefully just to, like, help our listeners, like, learn and grow with us. Nice. I I just got a weird idea for, like, a Shroom Jumper clone, which would just be, like, a... It would be, like, a top-down version, and you're at a Grateful Dead concert, and you're jumping from, like, fan to fan, and you're jumping, like, up further into the crowd, trying to get shrooms. Oh, that makes sense. Like, you have, you have to jump on the bigger people, because, like, you know, the skinny people probably wouldn't be able to support you or something like that. Or I was thinking, like, only certain people, like, will help you in a crowd surfing situation, because, like, if you see enough videos of people jumping in the crowds, not everyone's the first one to lend a hand. Yeah. So, like, you have to find your buddies who are willing to push you further up. Yeah, and, and if you get a hit of acid, like, that'll, like, you'll lose points. Yeah. <laughs> if you get touched, touched by a hippie or something, like, that's... that's not yeah. <laughs> you have the patchouli oil stink on you for, like, two levels. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that that's about all we're going to have for this week. But, uh, thanks so much again for coming on the show. Hope to have you guys back. Maybe in a couple months, we'll get an update on where you guys are with the game and maybe even we can work on something together. So we'll see. Absolutely. That'd be awesome. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So, so glad, uh, that you guys could be a part of this. So, uh, Thanks again for everyone for listening. You can always, uh, reach out to us on Twitter. Our handle's ABT Silence. Uh, we have Facebook and you can always email at us at almost better than silence at gmail.com. Uh, anything you got to say, Bren? I am still and always will be the reigning champ <laughs> of Iron <Lord. laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> all right. Challenge accepted. All right. I got to get more in on this, <laughs> but all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. See you.